your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Avalanche lose to the Arizona Coyotes 2-1, to one, and that wraps up their season series with them. It was a difficult season series against Arizona, uh, and it culminates with this, a 2-1 to one loss. Uh, so Kyle and I will kind of break all this down. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche, Twitter on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche, Instagram, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. So the games against Arizona, you had to beat them in a shootout. Then you shut them out, and then you lost two. So with the exception of one game, they were struggles. <laughs> they were all struggles. And, and you know, this one, you know, like I, I when I posted the score up on uh, the social medias, the, the comment was it wasn't for a lack of trying. I mean, the Avalanche had so many golden opportunities in this game. This is Vimelka. This is him just saying, this is my game. I'm taking this over. You weren't going to get anything past him tonight. So sometimes you just lose the game. Some that That's the beauty. In this case, when you're on the losing end, it's the crappy part of hockey. Yeah. But you just throw your hands up in the air and, and you say, all right, we, we, we ran into a hot goalie. What are we going to do? Yeah, uh, I guess at this point, Arizona is our losing practice. Uh, we just go out there and drop one just to, you know, feel what it feels like to finally lose again. Um, <laughs> no, it it's something we run into every time we play Arizona. It's just like a hot goalie, somebody you really don't know. They just play out of their mind. Like, this is why we have Darcy Kemper. Like, <laughs> right? You, we might get them... Yeah, he yeah. he stood on his head in that playoff series, and Sackick remembered that, and here he is in the sweater. So we might have Vomelka in about two years. Who knows? But <laughs> they they sure did pepper him last night, but nothing was going in. No, I mean, and you look at like the heat maps of of the Avs' offensive possessions; like they're all over the place. They were everywhere, even on their their power plays. They had some good looks. I think it was. Uh, Landeskog hit a post on a yeah. power play late in the game. Like they, everything looked good, just not the score. Yeah. And and that's you know sometimes you just have to deal with that, and it, that's all you can really say about the play. Um, yeah. it, you know if if this was a a back to back, and you know rarely mm. does the same goalie play back to back, but I'm just using this for like the you know the sake of the argument. You know what? Screw that. Not even a back to back. Say they played them next week, and you're up mm-hmm. against him again. You you could hang five on this guy. You yeah. know what I mean? If you have that many shots on that, which I think they had like 41 or 42 shots on that. So, but every once in a while, they're going to shut you down. Mm-hmm. And this goes again to, you know, in a playoff scenario, 
the Avs might lose a game or two in the playoffs because this happens to them. Yeah. It's not that they're not getting looks. It's that the other goalie is is on his game for that day. And that's the beauty of the playoffs because then, you know, they have a day off and then you play again. And the way that this Avs team plays, it's very tough to do what Vimelka did to them four games. Yeah. To win four games in a playoff series. So congratulations. I give you, you know, all the applause, which by the way, he was the second star of the game. I don't know who's uh, running these. The, uh, maybe they have someone from Vegas over there running the who's, who's getting in charge of the stars. They took the short Whatever. trip over there. I don't get that. He was incredible. Uh, but but that's that's, you know, like I said, you're just going to run into him. And, and the way the ads play, it's tough to <clears> shut <throat> them down multiple times like that. But for at least for last night, he did it. Yeah. And it's one of those you can't do much against the hot hand like. You do so much, nothing's going in. And with how far the avalanche up are on the standings and where Arizona is really like, this was a good moral win for them and something to hang their hat on. And hey, we beat the avalanche, but they're not, their trajectory did not change. And neither did the avalanche, honestly. And you could just kind of wash your hands of this game and then focus on Calgary. But no, walking out of that game, nobody gained anything. For you mean for uh, like Arizona or who? who? The Arizona didn't gain anything. Like no. this is not going to change their season. Oh, this no. isn't really going to change the Avalanche season. It just reminded them, hey, it it honestly shown a spotlight on. We talked about it. Gabe and Nate aren't going to score every night. Who's mm-hmm. going to score in their well, place? Devin Tays scored tonight, but. Everybody else yeah. had an opportunity with all of those shots and nothing went in. So this is one of those you go into the locker room and you're like, okay, guys, what are we going to do from here? Build on it. Show up against Calgary. Yeah, I think for the Avalanche, it's, you know, the, the, the next game is not going to look like that. You know, you, nope. you could, you got to come out and, and yeah, you just got to get some, some pucks in the net. But I don't know, for Arizona, I mean, I think you can look at this as like as a whole, as the season as a whole. And and use this as kind of like a step. Like, look what we can do. Look what we can do mm-hmm. against. It's the the best team in the league over the course of a season. So, I, for them, yeah, it doesn't change the the dynamic of where they're heading for this season. But the interesting thing about Arizona is how many of these guys are going to be there next year. Exactly. Where you, can, where you can say like, hey, remember we did against the Avalanche last year. Let's build upon that. You're going to be preaching that to. Uh, uh, probably 75% of the team that was not there the yeah. year before. So uh, I don't know, but for it, it is what it is. You, you, you can't, you can't cry about it for too long. And remember how we were saying a couple years ago when, when the LA Kings were, were not that good. Mm-hmm. They had the abs number. They, mm-hmm. they just matched up well with them. I don't think Arizona matches up well at, like, as well as the Kings do, did back then a couple years ago. Uh, but, you know, you, like I said, this just boils down to to a goalie having the hot hand, and you just yeah. tip your cap and you say, "Okay." Um, the thing that, like, whatever he he had a great game. The first, um, where is it? Who scored the first Arizona goal? Erickson. Uh, Erickson on just an absolute blind pass 
Like that's the stuff like that. That's another thing you have to take into consideration. That pass had no business getting through traffic. It was an absolute blind. Pass. He just threw towards net, which fine do mm-hmm. that. But how it got through all of those guys to the other side of the net. Yeah. To Erickson. And, you know, he had, he had a nice shot. He roofed a nice shot. Like that annoyed me. Yeah. That was like, okay, like, Everything seems to be going Arizona's way. They have a hot goalie. You're throwing blind passes, which finds its way completely through the crease and and through uh, the net front to a guy who probably wasn't even expecting the puck to get on a stick. And there it is. And he gets his second goal of the season. Another thing to just pile on top of the craziness of this game. Yeah, it was it was fluky and like when you see passes like that and you can just see the reaction. I think it was uh I think Berkey or Sammy G on that, just like them hanging their head and just kind of like you know what happened. You knew what happened. Like it's stuff that shouldn't happen. Everything happened and it this time it bit you. Right. Right. This time it did. And you can't say that too many times throughout the course of the season for the I mean, if we're saying that, I mean, how many times have you actually said that and we're into March? Yeah. Clearly you're having a good season. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's hear from Built Bar and then uh, more to get to, obviously. Uh, but Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Kyle has his Built Bar puffs. Uh, did you finish them all yet? No. I mean, you said you were in love with them. So I don't know if you're just like, housing them for breakfast lunch and dinner i did do three today did you okay so you did so breakfast lunch and dinner you did Mm -hmm. yeah all right three flavors three meals there you go uh and built bar puffs the first ever protein infused marshmallow protein bar they're fluffy marshmallowy and it's not just a protein bar they are a treat and they are covered in 100 chocolate and those flavors that we're talking about yummy cinnamony churro coconut marshmallow and banana cream pie you can guarantee one of those is going to be your new favorite and like i said all bars are covered in 100 chocolate even the puffs they are low calorie high protein replace your candy bar with these these have about 130 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs and 17 grams of protein compared to a regular candy bar, which could have around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. I might have to be buying a Arizona Coyotes jersey. Aren't they sick? Be- not because of the look, because they have a player uh, who apparently he was just called up. I got to find his first name. Uh, Matthias is his first name. His last name is pronounced how you pronounce my last name, the Italian way. Ooh. And Mosier was saying it all night long. I'm like, is he saying Michelli? Like Michelli is how you like the how the if, from the home country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how they pronounce my last name. It's not spelled the same. It's really not anywhere close. Uh, his M A C C E L L I. I've never seen it spelled that way. Uh, and mine is com- spelled you know completely different. But the fact that it that is pronouncing it Michelli, like the Italians that know. That's how they will uh, address me. And I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but apparently he's one of their, their higher prospects. Um, I should ask Robin over at yeah. uh, Electron Coyotes. 
uh, how good this guy could be. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I need just to support Do the it. surname in some sort yeah. of way, but because you'll get a lot of uh, Italians really playing in the NHL that all that much. That's funny you say that. We were O'Sullivan, and we dropped the O when we no. came stateside. Really, so. really. All right. So I don't think there's any Arizona Coyote jerseys I'm going to be getting with O'Sullivan on there. No, but. I don't think so. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, interesting. That would, have, that would be a good pull, and that being our last time at Gila River Arena or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like I bet you it's on clearance right now. <laughs> <laughs> I should uh, hop a flight and run over to uh, Arizona so before the arena closes uh, to get a Michelli jersey. So yeah, um, the I wanted to m- mention Nathan McKinnon in the first flying everywhere. Yeah. I mean. The guy, is, I mean, he's he's playing the best hockey of the year, of, of his year now. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- there's those games where even when he's flying around and just getting good looks, ones don't go in. And you don't, yeah. for me, I didn't have the mindset of like, oh, he'll get one. Like, it's just a matter of time before he got one. I kind of feel the opposite. I kind of feel like he's not going to, like, he's trying his butt yeah. off and he just can't get one through and that's happened a, a few times for him this year like it, it's overall it's been a little bit of a struggle like i said he's playing his best hockey now but you just didn't get you didn't get the impression anyway was gonna get one through last night including mckinnon yeah it's funny you say that i had that exact same feeling like we were we've been talking for a while of like you never feel like the avalanche are out of it like they're going to come yeah. back from this and when landy hit that post off that deflection or I, no, he had a deflection that missed, and there was that post on the power play. When those didn't go in, I was like, "Hmm, it's gonna be one of those nights." Right, right. And and but you don't feel like you're out of it. You just feel no. like, "All right, we're we're gonna have to get a you know some greasy goals here, and uh, they can still pull it out." And by the end, you're walking out of a visiting arena with two points. Um, but sometimes it goes the opposite direction, and yeah. Even McKinnon had a breakaway, which he does not mm-hmm. get a lot of those anymore. You know, yeah. teams are zeroing in on him. They are always conscious of where he is on the ice. So it's very difficult for him to get breakaways. And he had one. Dude, that release on that, he had a snapshot on that. Uh, and that, I think that happened in the first. Pretty sure that happened mm-hmm. in the first period. It was either the first or early in the second. But I'm pretty sure it happened in the first. Um, well, you know, it wasn't the first cause, uh, Taze was early in the second. It happened before that. Yeah. The release on that is just something like I, that's like dunking like for, yeah. for, a, for a hockey player. That's like dunking. Like you just want that experience once it just jumps off the blade of his stick. And for a goalie, that was an incredible save. Cause you don't know when he's going to release it. He can release it off of any foot yeah. at any point in time. And he didn't get close. Like he had some distance between him and the goalie before he he ripped that thing off, and he still saved it. It was number one a, a great save, and number two just watching that and watching the velocity he gets on just those yeah, quick wristers, like man, and how he can snipe really off a backhand. <laughs> yes, yes, it, it just blows my mind. It's it's amazing. So. um and I, and you mentioned that Nate had a breakaway. I know that was like the defense was something I noticed in that first period. And all I kept telling myself was we're getting close to the trade deadline 
And it's like they went in there knowing, don't look stupid with Nathan McKinnon or we're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elvis is in the building. <laughs> um, you had kind of some fireworks at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. With, you know, there was only less than 10 seconds left. Obviously, the goalie was pulled. Faceoff was happening in the Avs offensive zone. And uh, it was uh, Mayo who gave McKinnon a high stick. Nothing was called. And, and at this stage in the game, it's really going to matter if a penalty is called on that. But still, the fact that it wasn't called, you have to kind of point that out. Yeah. Um, and I, I think because it was the, the time frame of the game it was basically over, the fact that there was no call, uh, McKinnon was just like, okay then yeah. we're just going to throw down. Um, and at first I didn't see the high stick. I was watching other things, I, you know, and high sticks happen so quickly. You don't really see it when it's happening full time. I thought all that blood at the end of it was maybe was it, his nose. A punch, um, but, or the nose again. Yeah. About that. yeah. That's all um, I kept thinking about during that fight was, Oh, not the nose. Not oh, the nose. God, no. Yeah. But um, you watch it again and yeah, you just got one right, right in the, pow straight in the kisser <laughs> um and then on the other end you have uh chikrin and landeskog throwing down because uh landy threw a nice cross check on him <laughs> that was a kind of a frustration move as well and those two start throwing us so kind of you know whatever it, it, it is just kind of end of the game frustration probably for the avalanche definitely for nathan mckinnon because for, forget that there was no high stick penalty called uh i think that was a frustration of the entire game of I pretty much owned you guys and you're the ones getting the best of it at the end with the two points. And, you know, I wonder when we look back at this, I feel like the avalanche kind of looked over this game. Cause we've talked about Calgary about two or three times already. Mm-hmm. And through the week, we've mentioned that this is a big game on the schedule. You wonder if the avalanche kind of looked ahead just a little bit, like you even the altitude, that. the altitude broadcast literally led off with like, one sentence about the Arizona game and then McNabb started going right into the Calgary series or the Calgary game. And I was like, one step at a time, everyone. So even the, even the broadcast team was looking ahead. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. okay, we know Calgary's coming up and that's going to be a great mm-hmm. game and everything, but let's, let's deal with Arizona. Last time they embarrassed us, embarrassed us. Hopefully not again tonight. Well, yeah. what do you know? Right. But I feel like that's honestly, a lot of the frustration was the avalanche kind of, went in there, did the cruise control thing again, and this time they got bit. And at the end, they were frustrated and kind of embarrassed at their how they treated the game. And I think the Yotes were chirping at them about it. Oh, probably. <laughs> probably. So, I mean, anytime that co- the Coyotes get a chance to chirp, they are going to take advantage of it. So, mm-hmm. um all right, let's hear from Bet Online, and then we will get to our sound check. And then uh, I have some post game comments from Jared Bednar that we can uh, bring up as well. So, Bet Online, obviously, the football season is long gone, and we are now into March Madness mode. And that is, God, what, a couple weeks away, right? When they start doing mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah. How's your boys doing right now? We're, we won the SEC. We're SEC, tur- like champions. Okay. But we haven't done the tournament part, but we're like 
fifth, I think, and then Auburn Tigers for those that were good. So Confused? overall, the number five still. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so from the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. It remains your location for sports scores, podcasts, and news. And it isn't just basketball. Betonline.net is your source for hockey boxing and UFC. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and all the action. It's betonline.net where the game starts. So uh, losing sound checks are sometimes always as fun as the winning ones. And, uh, you know, if, if if you're new to this show and new to this segment, um, we kind of pick, pick songs that we, feel summarize the action of the most recent game in this case the two to one loss to the arizona coyotes so mr sullivan who do you have for your lopn on uh, uh, lopn i was gonna say underscore <laughs> LOPN, <laughs> soundtrack. yeah on a soundtrack soundtrack uh, for the uh for the two to one loss the older i get the more this is becoming my favorite band of all time hmm. like i'm telling you primus yeah. The song, uh-huh. Too Many Puppies. <laughs> okay. Just because Too Many Puppies, <laughs> yeah. a two-game losing streak against the puppies. Oh, uh, okay. That are coming out of uh, Gila River Arena. <laughs> I believe the G is like, I think it's like Gila. Like, it's like he, jogging. He, uh, Gila. Yes, yeah. Um, too Many Puppies, it's a jam. Yeah, I mean... T- mm. Primus, uh, you know, one of the better they are. They're, I mean, they're considered a jam band. And you yeah. know, when, when your your lead singer is uh, the bass player and the bass is considered the lead over yeah. the guitar, uh, you've got a you've got a good band on your hands. So Les Claypool uh, is the greatest of all time. Crazy, and uh, did not make the cut for Metallica. Fun fun fact about Les Claypool. Back uh, in the 80s. I know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, you can't see that fit. How, how, no. would, how would that? I mean, his style and his goofiness with like Metallica. That... But then they come around to Rob Trujillo, and he's got that yeah. that same kind of like finger picking. But it is yeah. what it is. Um, I like it. For me, um, I'm going with a a group called uh, Missio, mm. and uh, they have a song. Their, their bigger song was. Uh, called Bottom of the Deep Blue Sea, and but the song that I'm going with is simply called Middle Fingers. Hey, uh, and, and that's that's the chorus. He's like, I'll just keep waving middle fingers in the air, and that's kind of what I felt like after that game. It was just like it was one of those games that you just like, yeah, you 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 if you played that again, you'd be hard pressed to tell me the Avs couldn't win that game. So because they didn't. I'll just keep throwing my middle fingers up in the air for that one because that's all you can say to that is it's it's uh, expressionless. Just <laughs> it's just the stone cold Steve Austin things <laughs> just ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. as we're closing the arena down, literally locking the door behind us. That should be one of our sound checks one of these days. <laughs> is, is the Stone Cold Steve Austin ent- entrance music? G- give us another seven to one game, Colorado, so we can use that. That is a dominant. Just that's a Absolutely. dominant song. Absolutely. Uh, so definitely go to Spotify if you follow Spotify 
and follow that playlist. Those two songs will be the latest ones on there. So, and I haven't listened to that too many puppies uh, in a while. So oh. go back to listen to that. Great, great song, man. Awesome. And great videos that they make too. Primus. Primus is incredible one of the video makers. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, the Winona's Big Brown Beaver oh. video with the old Energizer like men. It gets whatever, me every time. Snowman, whatever it was. Just crazy. Just go watch that video. It's nuts. Um, all right. I got some comments here from Jared Bednar post game. Um, he, he was okay with it. Let's see. He's got one here. Um, I didn't think we took them lightly. So that's good to know. I thought our focus was good. He said they just didn't capitalize on some of their chances. Absolutely. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference. He, so he, this is a quote from him again. The difference in hockey in the hockey game is we made a few defensive mistakes. I didn't think we gave up a lot of scoring chances against um, or a lot of scoring chances. I don't know how that's. I think that's a misprint. Um, but whatever. I didn't think we gave up a lot of scoring chances. Uh, but I didn't love a couple of of our mistakes. Yeah. Um, and this is from Peter Baugh. <clears throat> he also mentioned that the apps could have made it more difficult on their goalie. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you did pretty well. Um, interesting. No, and I could you know what? I completely agree with him because like the goals that Arizona did happen to net were off mistakes. Yeah. It wasn't there wasn't well, just them really like taking advantage of you're right. the avalanche. Yeah. They were clear, like you know exactly what happened, and you clear that up. Like the avalanche were taking shot after shot after shot after shot, and they weren't getting rebounds. They yeah. were not getting rebounds. Like I I did love that where there wasn't the juicy rebound. Like he played that perfectly. Like that's exactly how you should play it. Um but yeah, the Arizona goals were off mistakes, but the defense looked good. But when they messed up, Arizona made you pay for it. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, the second goal that they got, the one that Schmaltz had, was for a lack of getting it out of the zone. Like they mm-hmm. they had it, and they tried, you know, whatever. I, I, I want to say it was Taves. I could be wrong on that, but whoever it was didn't get a good angle on where he was trying to get them. And it wasn't like he was trying to clear it from the net. He should have just carried it out of the zone. Yeah. Um, But he didn't. And it was intercepted and, you know, two passes. And then Schmaltz made a nice play in front of the net. He held on it long enough where it got Francois out of position and he had a nice backhand, but the, it got to that point because the abs couldn't clear. Yeah. Uh, Just get it past the blue line. Cause then they, then obviously they have to get out of the zone. And you just buy yourself that little bit of time, and that wouldn't have happened. So you're right. Yeah, I mean, just kind of a, a mistake that seems to be plaguing the avalanche and clearing more often than I would like. Very clear in the Buffalo game and the Boston game. And we lost the Boston game and the, the Arizona game, so that mistake is proving to be costly. Well, well, nothing went right in the Boston game. So, we, I mean, we can always go back to that and just use that as, like, the nothing game. Nothing went right against Boston. Things went right with Arizona. Yeah. Both same yeah. result. Learn yeah. from these. And then even after that goal, even after the second Arizona goal, 
a couple shifts after that, they held the puck. I'm talking about Arizona. They held the puck in their offensive zone for a long time, and mm-hmm. they were doing it against the Avs' top unit. Yeah. And and again, Bednar had brought Landeskog back up. You know, they needed some scoring, so he brought him – he switched him in Burakovsky. Arizona was, was cycling like madmen mm-hmm. for well over a minute, probably closer to two against that top unit for the Avs. So, it, and that's going to happen. Have, I get it. But uh, you, you that, that was, ha- that happened right after that Schmaltz goal. And you're like, they're going to get another one here and then we're done. But, and he yeah. abandoned that fourth line as well. All of them you know, under 10 minutes. Yeah. But I, I thought they played better. I really do. I thought they had some, they generated a couple chances. Like, fine. If you're not going to get a lot of chances. Okay. Don't give up a lot. Um, and I had it in front of me and then, you know, every single avalanche player was over 50% on, uh, Corsi and not on Fenwick, but on, on Corsi for against Corsi against every single one of them, at least 50%. Nobody was below 50%. So that, that is it. That's what you want from top to bottom. You're always going to get that from your top unit from, from the bottom units. Like you want that you want to generate some offense. You don't want to give up a lot of shots. Mm -hmm. They weren't, I I was, I'm watching the bottom, like the depth players with a more keen eye than usual. Um, And yeah, they're not going to get the minutes. And especially when you're losing, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to have short shifts for them to get that top unit, a little bit of rest, come right back top six anyway, to come right back out. Um, but early in the game, I they were working their butts off. Helm was working his butt off. He was working yeah. his tail off. And I thought the Comfort, Jost and O'Connor line, I thought they did pr- pretty well. I did, did too. I, I did, did too. So um, you want to see more of that. And, mm-hmm. and if they could give you that you know, game in and get out, game out. I'm um, I'm okay with it. And then if you can get a goal here and there from those guys, which you do, that's aces. But I don't know. So, yeah, I'd like I'd like to see more of that fourth line in minutes in that Calgary game because you're doing more stress to our top three lines with minutes in production. Right. And what you could do with that fourth line is you just extend some rests and you're extending their shifts for mm-hmm. Calgary. Like well, you really need to get that going again. Yeah. And I, and I think because the score, the, those bottoms, the, you know, the, the, the bottom sixes are not going to be playing that much. So I, I yeah. would have the way that the, the third and fourth line were playing when it was one, nothing and one to one. I would have liked to have seen if, you know, what, if the ads were up three to one or four to one. Yeah. What the, because then you're, you're, you're still doing shorter shifts, but all four lines are doing shorter shifts They're Everybody's getting time. It was for the abs. It was like, obviously we have to get those top units out. So you guys are going out there, give these guys a little bit of a break. Don't let up anything. And they didn't. Um, but overall for at least for one game against Arizona, I thought they were okay, but you still had Curtis McDermott. Four minutes, mm-hmm. 56 seconds. I'm starting to hate that a lot. Yeah. yeah. A lot. And I know uh, Jacob McDonald is is playing again back with the Eagles. I would love to see him yeah. <laughs> very soon because he can give you minutes. 
So I, I, I we all love Curtis McDermott because he's kind of like, you know, funny to talk about. And of course, he's the muscle. But to me, it, it's uh, it's wearing thin. I'm kind of over it. Nikita Zadorov 2.0. He's not the Zadorov is a million times better than Curtis McDermott. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I would take Zadorov back in a heartbeat. Um, mm. He's not fast or anything, but he's got a pretty good shot. And yeah, he's he's a beast of a man. So, yeah. um, all right. Well, the Avs will uh, have Friday off, and then Calgary comes to town. Maybe they were looking ahead to this game. I'd like to think that they weren't. Uh, but either way, you know, this just makes you, you, you don't want to lose two games in a row and you don't want that second game to be against one of the better teams in the league, because a lot of people are going to say, how, how did these two teams play against each other? Even though it's not that significant, how they play against each other. Uh, now, if they do meet in the playoffs, everything, who knows, could, could mm-hmm. change by then, but you want to play a good game. And, and I think now you're in the mindset of forget it's Calgary. You just don't want to lose two games in a row. Yep. So we shall see. That is Saturday. Kyle and I will be back on Monday to talk about all that and then some. If there's trades, who knows? We'll talk about it. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, but until then, thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Head on over to Locked On NHL. Make that your second listen of the day. And, uh, yeah, thanks for another week of shows. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Michelli. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys Monday. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.